From local to global, we bring you the best conversations with your favorite athletes and Olympians. This is the Olympics.com podcast. Welcome to the Olympics.com podcast. Tom and company here with you. And this one is a cutting edge discussion. It's all about the Olympic Esports Week in Singapore, a global, virtual, and simulated sports competition created by the International Olympic Committee and in collaboration with the international federations and game publishers. The Olympic Esports Series Finals features both professional and amateur players from around the world invited to take part in qualification rounds across the featured games, culminating in live in-person finals for the first time at the first ever Olympic Esports Week in Singapore. There is no doubt the IOC's involvement in this aspect of gaming raises its platform. It also is, of course, aligned with the basic Olympic values of excellence, friendship, respect, friendly competition, the sporting spirit, and giving back to the community. Among the IOC-approved games, Gran Turismo 7 Driving, a sports shooting competition, and WBSC Baseball. Do you play to win when it comes to baseball? Then stay tuned. Here's some tips and tricks for the batter and e-baseball power pros. Use the normal swing and the big swing, depending on the situation. And many more. But this epic movement is also folded into our Olympic Day Let's Move campaign. As you'll soon learn, there is a vital aspect of esports that may surprise you. Physical health, creating better mental health, leading to the gamers being fully capable to bring their best to each competition. We're about to be joined by sports psychologists with healthy backgrounds in sport and athletes' well-being. Dr. Mia Stelberg is now an esports psychologist. Graduate of Helsinki University, Mia has worked extensively with the Finnish Olympic team in different capacities, but now esports is her passion, having joined the movement back in 2016. More to the point, Dr. Stelberg has worked closely with professional footballers, golfers, ice hockey, and Olympic athletes. I like to say giving them all a checkup from the NECA. Also on board today, Fabian Broish former top-level goalkeeper, a football player in the USA and later in Iceland. Fabian uses his background in real-time athletics and next-level psychology to help others. Founder of Achieve Minds, players and performance agency, Fabian now has a master's degree in psychology, sport and exercise. Olympics.com podcast. Okay, into this intriguing podcast we go, largely dealing with stress in front of a computer, the benefits and freedom of gaming, but so much more continuing this podcast's mission of keeping everyone familiar with all the tools crucial in creating a healthy work and play environment welcome mia and fabian so happy to get a chance to pick your brain thank you for having us excited to be part of it yeah hello thank you hello uh so esports is growing and growing no question which explains why you're involved. But uh, let's, I just want to get a sense, each uh, of you, how you originally got into the esports team world, how, how it came to you. We'll start with, with Amia. I've been working as a psychologist for 20 years, and every now and then you have to evolve. Uh, I was involved with uh, traditional sports, and I got very curious about gaming. What, what's going on in the gaming industry? What's going on in the gaming field? That was something that my colleagues were not so interested of. There wasn't many psychologists working in the gaming 
field prior to me. So I got to pioneer and obviously doing something that's no one else, no one else done before was really something that allured me. And I've been very, very fortunate and happy to work with some of the best teams and, and best individuals in the world. And Fabian, I know you're you're a footballer at heart, and 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 you come at it from a different angle. But uh, give us uh, your path. Yeah, um, yeah, football or soccer, wherever you're at. <laughs> I've been to, trained. Uh, I've been trained yeah. here in Madrid that it's football. It's not soccer. So that's correct. So um, yeah, I was a goalkeeper, played competitively in different countries. I studied psychology, and then six years ago, after my master's in sport psychology, I started in esports. Um, I did not expect to end up there, but there was an opportunity and I really enjoyed it because, as you have mentioned, stress is very important. Being an athlete myself, going through injuries, going through obstacles and not only have the background in the academic field, but also the applied things that happened to me. I thought it could be a very good match at 26 years old, being not too far away from that age to the players to right. start my yeah, career basically in esports and have worked in different teams across Denmark, Germany, and the UK. So, what has been the biggest surprise since you've taken on this? It's not even a new uh, vocation, Mia, but what's been the biggest surprise as you've gotten up and running in the esports world? Oh boy, that's a good one. For me, the biggest surprise was that how difficult it is. So, when I entered the world of, of gaming, I thought it's going to be easier in in many different levels than the traditional sports but how wrong was i so it's actually very fast paced dynamic forever changing and in esports 3 months is as much as 12 months is in traditional sports so that was very very surprising for me how difficult tricky how quickly you have to to respond how quickly you have to improve I think for me it was very, very interesting to see their lifestyle and how they're able to do so many good cognitive decisions while actually doing not anything close to the optimum of lifestyle. Um, so it was for me fascinating how much you could actually help, which takes quite some time, which takes a lot of trust from them. Um, in order to get your foot in the door and they trust to work with you. But if this is happening and you're focusing on just sleep or physical activity or other interactions, how they actually can really understand how they use their full potential, not once a week, but maybe five, six times a week. So I think that was for me the biggest uh, surprise how they are so professional. I want to do everything inside of the game, but don't see the correlation of what I can do while not playing to improve, actually, and grow and rest. That's fascinating. So it certainly gives you uh, a lot to work with. Uh, so obviously, you both have backgrounds, either playing or working with professional sports. So how is esports maybe similar? Or how is it different than what you've worked through in the past? I think I could say that the similarities are on on how emotions or how the basic needs function. So it doesn't matter if you're a football player or if you're an esports player, you do have the same needs. You experience stress the same way. Good team dynamics looks alike. So when we go into the fundamental of things, they are very much the same. But then again, 
do we have five to six games in soccer like we have in esports or do we play big events once a month or well traveling obviously is is a big thing as well so one thing that is very different is the path to professionalism so when you're a professional gamer your path to that is very unprofessional you're self-taught you're self-learned you don't have a coach until you sign a contract vice versa then to traditional sports where you've been in your clubs and teams and you've you know had that structure around you from ever since you were five six or seven fabian yeah i think i completely agree with what mia said um there's obviously so many things at stake i do think that the reaction or the coping with those environment with the stressors are different um because obviously when we talk about the structure, the academy systems, the coaching licenses, as Mia has talked about in traditional sports, people are very much more aware and get built up over years, over a decade. If you start with six years football and you're six and you've played for 10 years and most likely if you're a good player, you're getting the better coaches, you're getting the better performance stuff. So it's easier to fit in. Whereas when you are at home, And a few months later, after you're an unknown player, maybe not on the server, but you're not in a team, you could end up in an arena with 10, 15,000 of people playing the biggest tournament in the world. So I think this speed is a huge difference. Um, The foundation is completely different. And that is why the work of Mia performance coaches and I are very important to support those individuals in this very dynamic in this very fast-paced environment to grow to stay and to succeed yeah staying power um that seems to be a a challenge as the money comes in we'll we'll, we'll get to that in a minute so we've been celebrating olympic day here and and the whole let's move campaign and and i i found it interesting in our in our pre-interview how so much of your work is also it's not these kids sitting down in front of a laptop as many people think that's all they do know it's it's also very important for them to get out and breathe and move and and have their own training is it not yeah absolutely i mean in the end we are talking about human beings and the the need in order to perform to be healthy and whatever you do in life if you want to be the best journalist the best business person you have to have obviously grind but you also have to have not only the workouts also the work ins i call them focusing on recovery focusing on regeneration focusing on moving as you're saying because in the end it's a lot about stress management and the person who copes with stress the best and you're constantly in stress you're constantly in a battle with others you want to succeed you want to be superior you want to win so the person who can deal the best with stress makes the quickest correct decision will in the end win more times than the other person and to cope with stress to work on staying on the same level using your full potential an adequate sleep schedule, um, movement, physical activity, right. a bigger heart, a bigger resistance to stress is essential for those to perform. No question. And, and Mia, from your perspective, uh, there, what is the, the psychological approach to, to them getting away, relaxing? If it's not running, as you know, Fabian, or working out, 
there are tools that you give them, are there not, that for them to find a way, maybe in the middle of a game, maybe they have half an hour. I mean, that's crucial time for them to try to relax. Right, it is. And um, we do use a lot of tools to help them to focus, but also to relax for a moment. And sometimes it's really tricky to have that peak performance several times a day. We could all imagine how it would be on my side or even yours that we would have to perform extremely well for an hour, five times a day. So yeah, we do a lot of work around that. And individuals and teams quite often learn to cope with that. We find our way. Some people listen to music, someone's meditating. The third one is having a walk. The fourth one is having a quick nap. Whatever it takes, we'll just try to discover what's helpful for that specific individual. Have you found that, I mean, obviously they're going to listen to you, but is it is it new information for some of them? Like, oh, really? That This will help? In the beginning, it was. I remember when I started working in this field, quite many people were questioning what I was advising them to do because that was something never implemented before. But then, you know, after winning the first world championship, for some reason, I got some credibility and it's been easier ever since. And these days, actually, when players are choosing their organizations or in negotiating negotiations with their organizations, they actually do ask, who do you have as a coach? What wow. kind of a support system you have? What kind of people do you have on your performance team? So we do have performance teams around these individuals and uh, these teams. So it is actually a significant part of how the organizations are looking like. And we talked about this also before, and I was fascinated by that. There's a school of thought about out there. I mean, I have uh, adult kids, well, teenage kids, too much in time, uh, too much time in front of your computer can compromise, you know, some levels of creativity or energy and all that. But how uh, you obviously are aware of that. But what is your counter to that? I mean, is that about uh, also managing their time? I mean, it really depends, you know, like there's a lot of people who play a lot of computer and don't become pros. Right. As well as with with athletes. But in the end, I think if we talk about top performers in any kind, is it sports, is it the career and work or in esports, it's always more than what's recommended. I think the most important thing is to have just this balance. The human needs to have a good sleep schedule, to move, obviously having not those amounts of time in just one block to, to make different amount of blocks with three, four hours if possible, depending on how the organization schedules it. But of course, if you want to be one of the best in the world, it's not about just grinding. It's also about prioritization, meaning you sometimes to have, have high-intensity medium or low intensity, meaning more, less or medium amount of games or stressors. And I think that is very important. That's what Mia just mentioned. In negotiations, it's very important nowadays because people like Mia have been the first in the field. I have been one of the first ones in League of Legends back then six years ago, which is not that long ago, that people have had teams, they weren't doing that well. And all of a sudden, or not all of a sudden, within three to five, six months, from the second worst team, they become the second best team in Europe. And then people start to think these are the same individuals, and basically you change the environment. 
and you make sure they have the balance and they did often even some professional teams work really just on the game as you said if you just are too one-sided and no matter what you're doing you are getting at one point problems you're not able to keep this pace so i would really recommend as you have questioned now is it really that bad to play a lot of video games or computer games? I mean, if you don't do anything else than sitting all day and no matter what you do, this is not a healthy right. environment. So you really have to make sure to try to socialize, which they easily can do um, through through the games and interact with people, but to get out, get fresh air, what we all should do. So I would say if we have the lifestyle of during COVID times where everything was locked down, yeah. We knew all how mentally healthy, uh, how mentally it was um, really hard for people and how they felt they couldn't do what they want to do. If you have that lifestyle for very many years, it's obviously not healthy at all. So obviously having different things to do to balance it out is essential for mental health, for health, performance and overall happiness in life. Mia? I don't have anything to add to Fabian. <laughs> it was such a beautiful answer. I, Sorry, I, it was maybe too many words. Yeah, I tried no, to keep No, no. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, I, then I'll just move on to this. You know, this this is probably perfect for you. The, the stressors you see every day um, that makes your, your work challenging and sometimes difficult. I do see a lot of stressors in my everyday life. One of them being is that the individuals are growing up. So they are quite often relatively young. So right. they do grow up while being professional and while being responsible for, um, so what's the word? Responsible of delivering results was the word that I was searching for. So that is one stress factor. One of them is social media. There's a lot of eyeballs um, and everyone has an opinion. The third one is that sometimes we're still trying to find, you know, how to live this life. What do I do? What is my schedule? I'm just moving up from my home, you know, and, and this is the first apartment that I have. And what then? So there's many wow. different things. Even like self-esteem can cause that. So I do see stressors bombarding these individuals from all different sides and angles. Sometimes even earning a lot of money can be extremely stressful because it does differentiate you from, from your peers, from your friends. You're no longer a part of that group. And what then? So um, it's also very individual yet again. So I'm just trying to sit down and have a look at what it looks like from this person's perspective. That's great. And, and Fabiana, to just to come off of her, her talking about, you know, it, it's a living for, for some of these young people, but in some cases it is beyond what they could have imagined 10, 15 years ago. Um, how do you coach that? How do you, uh, I mean, and, and we see that throughout sport, everything, basketball, football, uh, everybody has those, those tendencies when they're young, all of a sudden they have a boatload of money and it's so important that they have you know, the proper team with them. Yeah, I mean, this is a very, very sensitive topic. And also money can make people really fragile, as you have mentioned. Um, you have obviously beautiful situations where the youngest kid of four or five is making so much money that they can pay off the house for the entire family. But right. 
money can also attract the wrong person. Like with me, are saying they are like very young individuals. And do you know that maybe the people who now reach out are very interested about you as a person or more you as the image, as a player, as a popular person having so much money they want to be part of? Or on the other hand, also everything in esports back then started with passion or everyone who starts a career starts with passion. So you have a huge motivation. And what can often happen is that this intrinsic motivation can really change to external motivation because now you're not playing anymore for the sake of it, for right. loving it. It's for the recognition from social media or what other people say. So it very becomes difficult because then also they have a nickname. And if the nickname is maybe even their first name, how do you now differentiate between them as a person, them as a player? Right. And this is obviously great that they can make money and earn money, but it's obviously really important to safeguard them to make decisions or making sure don't forget where you came from, who you are, and what's important for you now, knowing you have more security, what can we do in order to keep this secure while you are not completely changing your motivation or things are becoming less important? I know you've touched on some of this, but uh, you know what, what would be your go-to mantra for you know, the mental health approach to, to these players? I mean, just thinking about myself, you know, like if I'm not moving, I'm emotionally not that balanced. If I haven't slept that well, right. I may be more, <laughs> more likely to, to do like irrational errors. Uh, like if I'm eating the wrong food, I might be getting extremely tired. So if I'm not getting some sunlight at a certain period, obviously we can supplement vitamin D, which is obviously very good to supplement some, some vitamins. But... I think this usual things, um, being in the nature, having time to socialize with people, um, having a somewhat pattern of sleep, it can become extremely difficult, as Mia said, because in Counter-Strike or in other titles, you are traveling maybe in four months in five different countries in three different time zones. But trying to make sure that you have a few things that always with you, instrumental music can really help to relax um, some different breathing mechanisms, things you really like that get you down. But most likely, if I would narrow it down to three things, is adequate sleep, enough sleep, um, movement, physical activity, and, and proper food to fuel yourself. Fabian had some great points. And, you know, just wanting to add on top of that, that if these factors are existing, I would also like to work on these individuals to getting to know themselves because I've learned even the hard way sometimes that if you don't know who you are it's really difficult to be in the public eye and also we don't know how to form our professional self-image which is again a protective shield so then um, on, on top of that what Fabian mentioned I do like to work on the core meaning the individual and that they do know who they are and where they're coming from. And it's, you know, that's another thing that struck me. It's so difficult when who they are and what they know of themselves is ever changing at 18, 19, 20, 21. Who of us knows, you know, who we are then? Right. I would be completely clueless at, at age 17. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and another thing is also that they are getting from home into a professional team and um, they have 
then after a few successes, hundreds, thousands of followers, and they are seen as those stars because they are really mastering the skill in the game. But they don't feel themselves like that. They they could be actually, as Mia said, quite weak or they haven't really thought about themselves because everything they have been focusing on is getting better and winning. So I think that is one of the most beautiful things, at least in my point of view and where my biggest motivation comes from to actually see someone grow like over the years where they have been through. Um, maybe they always stay on the same level as a player or stay on the top, but to actually see that they are opening up, that they are becoming a leader and couldn't be talking for five minutes or three minutes before in reviews, and also to see actually how they have an impact on others. And, and I think that's a beautiful thing when you work with someone who is actually one of the best in the world, but they don't have confidence and um, it's quite paradox, but some of them don't have too much confidence or self-esteem to then agree on goals and they even succeed those goals. The face you are seeing or when you celebrate with them winning a championship is just absolutely priceless. And that's what's very, very unique because I'm pretty sure if you ask anyone in the Champions League final even the people on the bench, I don't have to ask anyone about the confidence if they are really good. I'm most likely pretty sure they're extremely confident about winning and being on the top um, yeah. in Europe or in the world. So, yeah, I think working with those individuals and seeing actually them understand who they are besides being an extremely good player is something that's very, very beautiful. Indeed. Uh, and, and this is my last thought for you. Uh, what aspects of the Olympics thought process do you see developing within eSports? You've touched on some of the, the team goals and, and, and the, the benefits of being with a team and not everything individual, but I'm talking about excellence, friendship, respect, sporting spirit, giving back to the community. Some of those things that, that we try to represent here with, with the Olympic movement. In my opinion, we can resonate with all of those values. So we do see in our community, in our in our environment as gamers. So we are the same. And Fabian? Yeah, I completely agree. I think um, regardless of everything you have mentioned, I also think that is sometimes lacking nowadays in society. I think it's very important that those pro players or the people who have a huge, huge voice stand up and speak for those things. I think um, when I was very young, I tried out a lot of different sports. And while I haven't been maybe the easiest kid that didn't want to do homework all the time, <laughs> I have to say that that sports really showed me a lot of values I would not have learned because there is an action and a reaction. You foul someone, you get maybe a yellow card, maybe you injure someone, you don't want to do that, or you score, and um, something good is happening, you're winning the game, so there's an action, reaction, so a reinforcement. And I do really think that being an individual athlete, individual player or team player has all these aspects of learning. You have this forming, norming, and performing, and storming. So a lot of phases where things are going well, not going well. And I think it's just great to to work with someone. Is it a coach because I'm a single athlete or I'm a, a team player with my teammates and the coach to work something, to agree on a goal and try to succeed. And I think when it comes to sports, traditional sports or esports, or being in a company in a team, it's the same. It's just yeah. wanting to be a part of a community, the need of belongingness to achieve something. 
it doesn't have to be always winning, but it can be also different things. And having those values obviously will benefit and have a huge impact on on the happiness. For sure. And, and you know, in my experiences, I'm, I'm sure with you too, the positivity is is so important. This has been wonderful for me. I, I thoroughly enjoy talking to experts in your field, especially fields that are, uh, you know, having to do with sports and, and, and the psychology of sports as well. Is there anything you, you would like to add here? I would like to ask people to be curious about gaming. I would invite everyone who is not familiar to watch a game or, you know, follow these sports just to get some ideas and thoughts and, and, and approaches to it. So I, I, I do warmly welcome everyone who is interested. And, and the fact is also that if you have children, they are there already. Everyone's gaming yes. once about games these days. So if you want to be involved in, in a big part of their de- days and, and lives, Join them. Ask them what they're doing. Yeah, ask questions. And Fabian, uh, your your thoughts on that? Yeah, to echo that, I mean, my daughter is two years old right now. What does she like to do? To play. She's not playing computer games. Like we all grow up learning and liking to do something that entertains us, that that teach us something. I think we often talk now about the performance side, obviously, of things, but there's obviously the well-being side and also the to be in a group of people to to have the same hobbies and the t- entertainment aspect. So, yeah, I think when there is something new, it's always easy to say it's nothing for me or I don't want to know about it. But, yeah, we talked about positivity. We talked about give it a chance. When there is something new, there's always a chance. And maybe you actually fit in. I did not play too many computer games at all. <laughs> Before I joined as a sports psychologist in esports, and if you would have asked me ten years ago, I would have said, "Like, what are you talking about?" But I actually really enjoy it because you actually can really help those people. And some of the games are actually a lot of fun, even though I'm horrible at playing those. So there's often quite some fun when the players tell me, "Here, Fabian, you heard what we are talking about. What about you try to execute this?" Because <laughs> you were a former athlete, and goalkeeping is a lot about reaction time. I say, guys. Not like that. So, yeah. but um, yeah. Long long story short, I I do think there is a lot for people to gain, to find friends, to have similarities, to learn a lot about different cultures. A lot of uh, the players speak incredible English. Almost none of them is native. So yeah, there's a lot of benefits for sure playing and gaming. For sure. Fabian Broich and, and Dr. Mia Stelberg, thank you so much for spending some time here, getting into a, a fascinating. Uh, area that I think uh, you're going to be busier and busier as as we go on. And um, best of luck into the future. And we'll we'll be keeping our eyes on you. Thank you. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This is the Olympics.com podcast. 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 Whew, plenty to chew on there. Insights on esports and the Olympic esports week in Singapore. For more in depth and detailed observations, our esteemed guest have also published articles right here on olympics.com. Fabian Broich, Performance and Well-Being, Teamwork, one of his two stories, and Dr. Stelberg's Performance and Well-Being, Regulating Emotions. Great reads. Also, even more related content across the platforms, including our earlier podcast, Esports Dish, the story of a successful streaming entrepreneur, Podcast Esports, the Olympics, and gamer Jake Lyon at the Youth Olympic Games, original content outside the game, and a feature 
This is how former NBA star Rick Fox got involved with esports. There's so much more, obviously, as well. That's it for this episode of the Olympics.com podcast. Hit us up at Olympics with any feedback you have. We love feedback. Helps us to get better. You can also hit me up on my Twitter at TK Sports Tweets. We'll see you next time. For more in-depth and original Olympics-related feature content, search our platforms here on Olympics.com. 